Adventure Time with Megan and Jojo, a podcast where two siblings throw it way back to talk about the cartoons from our childhood. I'm Megan. And I'm Jojo. What are we going to do tomorrow night? Same thing we do every night, Nikki. Try to take over the world. Hey everybody, welcome back to Toon Time with Megan and Jojo. Welcome. The show where we look back on the cartoons from our youth and talk about uh, how they shaped the people we are today. <laughs> All right, Meg, yeah. you're starting us off today with, uh, we're, we're, we're covering Dexter's Laboratory today, and you're going to start us off with uh, an episode from season one. We're going to talk about a couple episodes today. Yeah. Um, so before I get into my episode, um, I did a little bit of research about the show, nothing too crazy but I just uh there's some stuff that I thought was interesting and sort of makes sense with the show so Dexter's Lab was created by a man named Gendy Tartakovsky oh my god sorry um so he's a Russian-American animator director screenwriter etc etc jack of all trades so I thought that that was pretty interesting because I guess it kind of explains not only like Dexter himself uh but there's a lot of like little names kind of thrown throughout the show that sort of are like a nod to his Russian culture which I thought was interesting and like you wouldn't maybe pick up on it without knowing that but I think knowing that I, I there was a lot of little things that sort of popped to me that I was like oh okay some more obvious than others as we'll discuss but um I just thought that that was an interesting little fact and so the show ran for four seasons um from March 24th 1996 to November 20th 2003 there was sort of a little hiatus between um, the first two and last two seasons but yeah so it ran for a total of four seasons on the Cartoon Network during its glory days quote unquote mm-hmm. um, and what I thought was cool about the show is like as I was rewatching it it sort of reminded me of some stuff that I saw uh, during my degree <laughs> in my animation class but um, the influences sort of that he cites for the show are the Merry Melodies which are sort of the early Looney Tune cartoons where like Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck and stuff like that were like introduced and Porky Pig and stuff like that so that was sort of his influences for style and I guess um, sort of like the brevity of the episodes because each episode each 20 minute episode is sort of split up into three parts so we have like three seven minute cartoons so I was sort of inspired by that and also is inspired by sort of the lesser known um, today the UPA cartoons Um, so most notably like Mr. Magoo would be a really popular one that people might know as a UPA cartoon (laughs) Twinkle Toes Magoo they called me and you can definitely see sort of the style inspiration um, in Dexter's Lab from from that. But also there's one in particular that I remember from school watching, um, and it's called uh, The Invisible Mustache of Raoul Duffy. Um, that was a UPA short. Um, it, was super, it was super interesting. I really liked the style of it. I remember really liking it when I was in school. And I'll, I'll link it in the episode guide because I think it's definitely worth a watch. It's only like 10 minutes long, and it's really, like, it's really pretty, and I like the story. It's cute. 
just about like an artist, but it's it, just sort of how the backgrounds are drawn in Dexter's Lab are really reminiscent and like how really the only things moving are like the actual people, and, like mm-hmm. the immediate objects in the front and stuff. So I thought that was kind of cool. But anyways, yeah, like I said, I'll, I'll link it up in the episode guide and I'll, I'll uh, anything that I think visually you guys should watch um, will be included in that as always. So that's all I had to say about Dexter's Lab. Um, so I guess let's get started. So I decided to look at season one, episode nine. And the reason that I chose this episode was for one of the segments that I remembered specifically, which is actually the third one. Um, So I guess we'll get to that a little bit later. But just to Mm -hmm. give you guys a hint, omelette du fromage. Classic. (laughs) Okay, so I'll start with part one, which was dollhouse drama. So basically, Dexter is like toiling away in his lab as usual. He's got all these experiments on the go, chatting with his computer. Um, And he's like, he realizes that everything is running at optimal efficiency, which he's like, that's pretty weird because normally Dee Dee, his sister, is in there in his lab, like messing shit up. She is you know, basically the bane of his existence. She's always coming into his lab, see what he's up to and seeing how she can like <laughs> fuck around with whatever's going on. But anyways, he's like, where's Dee Dee? Like, why isn't she here making my life hell? So he- like, something's wrong because yeah, it's too quiet. No, exactly. Like too good to be true. So the computer is like, no, she's not in here. Um, So he's like, okay, well, I don't trust that. So I need to sneak into her room, see what she's up to because I know she's plotting something. So he has like a little shrink ray basically. And the computer's like, Remember, though, when you shrink down, you lose perspective. Like, your imagination runs wild because you lose perspective on the real world. <laughs> That's some. Those are some deep themes, though. Yeah, like, I thought it was pretty interesting, too. Because, I mean, it's obviously not, like... I'm sure it's not incredibly accurate scientifically, but it just, like, the obviously. sort of concept of, like, you shrink and you are literally at a different perspective. You'll lose perspective of the real world. So I thought that was pretty interesting. But anyways, so the computer's like, yeah, watch out, Dexter. And he's like, shut up, computer. I know what I'm doing. I need to stop Dee Dee. She is plotting something because he listens in at the door and Dee Dee is actually playing. She's playing dolls, but she named one of her dolls Dexter. So she just keeps saying like, Dexter, 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 Dexter. And like, he's like, "Uh uh-uh, no, 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 no. You will be thwarted. Your plan will be thwarted. So he shrinks down, runs into her room and is like, Dee Dee, what are you planning? And she's like, oh my God, you're my doll now. You're like doll size. So she puts him into her dollhouse and she like plays this like hilarious game. It's a, uh, she basically makes like a soap opera with her her dolls. She calls it like dollhouse drama. And um, she makes Dexter the main character and Dexter is married to Darby, which, okay. I just thought I that was the way funny. they just replaced the names. I know. Like, and, they're and not they're even so trying. Too, they're just like, it's was Darby, it? we'll just change the first word. Yeah, it was first letter. Darby, Darby, Darby and Ben. <laughs> Anyways, so Darby is Dexter's wife in the show, and at first he's like, "This is stupid," and then he's like, "Oh, actually, like Dee Dee's like commanding him what to do." She's like, "Eat," and he's like, "No, this isn't real. It's a sticker." But then he's like, "Actually, I'm really hungry," and then he starts like licking up his plate, like as if he's actually eating. And then he starts seeing Darby as being his real wife, and he has actual conversations with her instead of through Dee Dee. Um, well, this is like what he seeing so anyways um dd's like okay dexter goes to work so dexter leaves and then dd's like oh no you forgot your briefcase 
go back, briefcase. Um, so he goes back and then he sees Darby and Ben making out. I was like, what? Okay. So he's like, no, oh Darby, God. why? So he runs away in his little car and he goes to this like lookout basically. And while he's at this lookout, he sees an apparition appear to him. And it's apparently his like first love who's dead now. And she's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, Dexter, you need to take back Darby. You need to forgive her or you'll lose her like you lost me. So we don't really know what happened, but anyway. Anyways, it doesn't really matter. It's just sort of making fun of like these soap operas and how like people always die and then like come back somehow and whatever. What you say? So he runs back to <laughs> he runs back to the house and then in classic uh, soap opera fashion, Darby is making out with Dexter's evil twin. What you say? <laughs> And she's like, oh my god, I, I didn't know. I couldn't tell the difference. But, like, he's blue. Like, the evil twin is blue. Yeah, it's, but he looks like Dexter. Well, yeah, but he's, but he's blue. blue yeah. Like, he's completely blue. So I'm like, Darby, come on, girl. And then Dexter's like, oh, it's not your fault. It's my evil twin. La, la, la. So he basically attacks him and, like, in his mind. Murders him. Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did she say? <laughs> Um, they don't Let's actually not dance around it. Here. No, yeah, he like murders his evil twin in his mind, but it's actually just like a. But tart. did the gloves fit? <laughs> because it's hypothetical. <sighs> but anyways, so the robot is murdered, and now Dexter is like, "No, we can live happily ever after." But his shrink ray wears off, and he becomes full size again but he's not fully like his perspective has not like returned to normal so he is like oh my god i killed darby or like i injured darby like her head fell off <laughs> so he's freaking out but Dee Dee in the meantime is like you broke my dollhouse when i'm telling mom so she runs out and goes to get the mom but while she's gone like in the like 30 seconds that she's gone dexter somehow transforms her room into like a hospital like this really elaborate hospital <laughs> Where he's like nursing Darby back to hell. So like the mom and Dee Dee walk in and they're like, um, and he's like, oh, rest up, my love. You will feel better soon. Hmm. Anyways, so and yeah. Mom just like closes the door. <laughs> mom's like, away, oh, jeez. Like the mom's also just like from Wisconsin. Oh, jeez. What I find so weird is like every person in that family has a different way of speaking. Yeah. So the Didi mom sounds pretty normal. Didi's just Dexter's like there's like Russian. Yeah. The mom is from Wisconsin and the dad's like. Oh, honey, I'm home. He's like 50s dad. It does sound silly. I'm sorry, honey. <laughs> <laughs> so they're they're all I don't know. It's it's pretty funny That's though, hilarious. but it makes no sense also. So yeah, so that was the <laughs> that was the first part of the episode. Mm -hmm. And so then the second part, kind of coming on to so in Dexter's lab, there was a few um, recurring segments. Uh, that were not, they were kind of part of the universe, but they were not focused on Dexter per se. Mm -hmm. um, he so, would be involved sometimes though. Like, yeah. He'd be involved in this, but he'd be like a, a supporting character. Yeah, exactly. Um, in this one, he wasn't actually involved with it. But anyways, so this is a reoccurring segment called the Justice Friends. So it was basically, mm -hmm. I thought it was so funny. I used to love when they had the Justice Friends segments on because basically it's like sort of a play on obviously like the Justice League and those kind of superhero like team shows. But um, they kind of make it out to be sort of a cross between that and like 
friends, basically. It's like a sitcom where they're like kind of they're try- trying to live in the in the modern world, yeah. just in an apartment together. Yeah. So uh, there's the three three guys. There's Captain Glory, who's Major Glory. Oh yeah, Major Glory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Val Halen, he's my favorite. The one who's like blonde, like yeah, he's like the Norse god. Yeah, but slash like he's Bodhi from um, <laughs> Point Break. Point Break. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's a state of mind. It's a place where you lose yourself and you find yourself. Anyways, um, and then there's Kronk, who's basically like the Hulk. Yeah. Anyway, so in this episode, um, it's called Kronk's Date. <laughs> so they basically start off and they're fighting these like communist Russian superheroes, <laughs> which I thought I thought was funny because it kind of goes back to what we were talking about in our Yvonne of the Yukon episode. Like, I feel like it kind of can work here because the guy's Russian. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like that's been. I was just gonna say this is kind of like him tipping his hat to his uh his culture and whatnot you know yeah like, but in sort of just like a silly way and like yeah. you know like they're he's i guess um the superhero i don't remember what his name was but, but he was just kind of wearing like all red and he had sort of the like sickle like um, the hammer and yeah sickle. yeah uh, on his, on his like hat and stuff like that, but he wasn't, you know, it, it was kind of just there, like it wasn't a major thing. They were just fighting like the Russians, but and it was, yeah. Um, to be honest, like I thought that the Justice Friends are like a better parody of superheroes than the Ripping Friends. Like I think it's more funny, definitely, and it's more it's more tasteful. Yeah, and um, it's just Captain Glory, no Major Glory. He's just such a like I'm an American, huh? Like oh, we're the best, like Russian yeah. communists, like we're gonna take you down anyways it's just really funny like he's so he's so over the top so but i thought it was i thought it was like because i feel like they were kind of going for the same thing but i thought it was like better executed in dexter's Mm -hmm. lab even though it's a show for like little kids anyways Mm -hmm. um so yeah so they're fighting and one of the people that's on the russian superheroes team is basically like a female kronk like she's like a she hulk basically um, and then he he sees her and he's like, oh my god, she's so beautiful. So he's like, what's her name? What name? Whatever. You know, he talks like a they talk like Cro-Magnon-Z. Like that's the whole thing. Like he's not very smart, but he's just like huge and powerful. <laughs> so he's like, oh my god, who is she? I love her. Um, and then he finds out her name is She Thing. <laughs> So he tries to woo her, like Valhalla is like, oh, give her flowers. So he rips a tree out of the ground and like tries to give it to her, but she's too busy fighting. Like she does not have time for him. He brings her over like a candy truck, tries to give it to her and she's like not paying attention. So then finally Valhalla is fighting her and he's like, you know what? I'm going to defend her honor. I'm going to help her with her fight. So he grabs Valhalla and like throws him away basically in two seconds because he's so much mm-hmm. stronger than everybody. And she's like, oh. Like you saved me. So then they see each other face to face. They fall in love. Then there's a little dating montage of them doing like cute things together. <laughs> They're just smashing people essentially. Yeah, but they also go to like the movies and like they dance in the field. <laughs> Anyways, it's like really cute, but funny because they're basically like hulks. 
Um, <laughs> then eventually, though, Captain Glory um, wrongs his woman. He throws the human bullet at. Oh yeah, he's like their their friend that just kind of appears in the episode, like the human bullet or whatever. He's thing. like the robot-y kind of one. Right? Yeah. Like, well, he like he's like a gold bullet basically. Yeah. Anyways, so he Captain Glory like throws him into She-Hulk and then she breaks her nails so she's like really upset and so um Krunk is like no so he goes crazy and like smashes everyone into the ground because he's like this fighting is like ruining our relationship like this needs to stop but in doing that he makes it easy for the police to catch the communist superheroes so they all get taken away to jail and she then gets taken away to jail and then Krunk is sad and that's basically it but they kind of you know it ends in sort of like a typical sitcom-y way like they're like there's other fish in the sea ha 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 and you still got us and then he's like oh, I think I'd rather eat a sea bass or something like that anyways I'm just hearing all those like classic sounds from like you know yeah like there's a laugh something good happens in, like, a, in a yeah there's yeah. a laugh track out of nowhere yeah like dorky kitschy music that's just like doo 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 yeah and then it oh, ends God. with like a circle kind of like going in and he just oh, yeah. it's funny star wipes yeah oh, so that was that and I thought it was just like funny and nice to kind of remember these things because yeah I think that like the Justice Friends were one of my favorite Dexter's Lab segments mm-hmm. so, Dexter's Lab was one of my favorite shows yeah like, just in general it's actually a really good show I was watching it and I was like this is really funny still and they throw in I think we'll get to this a little bit more in your episode but they throw in kind of I guess more adult things but they do it in a way that's like really subtle as a kid you'd just be like oh this is so silly then as as an adult watching it you're like oh my god (laughs) you know what I'm talking about not necessarily okay well anyways we'll get to it when we get to it but I'll I'll finish up my episode and then we can (laughs) we can kind of touch on that um okay so the third one is the one that I as soon as we said we were gonna do Dexter's Lab I thought right away of this one I thought it was Mm -hmm. so funny as a little kid um and it's just the one that really stuck in my in my memory and i think it's one that a lot of people still remember but anyways it's called Mm -hmm. the big cheese it's part three of this episode and basically it starts off with dexter in his lab as per usual and he's just checking down a list of all the things he has to do and his computer's like you have a french test tomorrow you need to study for and he's like that's not important i need to like cure cancer so he's going (laughs) down the list of all his stuff that he's doing like all his experiments and then finally Finally, the computer's like, you need to study. Like, it's almost bedtime. And then he's like, hmm, not important. And then mom's like, yeah, it's time for bed. Anyway, so he's like, oh, I'm a genius. I'll study in my sleep. So he, like, pulls out this huge apparatus that he straps to his head. And on top is, like, a little... Um, like a gramophone. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, I will listen to this cassette that basically teaches you French. It's, like, one of those, like, bonjour, hello. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, kind of those, like, uh, online language whatever yeah, anyways like a, an audio book of, yeah. of people reading off you know yeah different phrases exactly so it starts and they say like two words basically they're like bonjour welcome okay let's start wait just did you notice any of the records that he was looking at when he goes through his stack of records uh no okay one of them <laughs> there's like the sounds of math there's these <laughs> nerdy things one of them was stephen hawks sings Oh my god. Stephen Hawks sings. 
<laughs> oh my god but that's what we're talking about there's all these little subtle things yeah. that kids would never notice yeah you know what i mean you're just looking at records first of all what is a record kids don't even know yeah but like an adult would catch that yeah i just i like it because i feel like the animators were having like a lot of fun throwing in these little things yeah well that's it and that's why I, that's why i like cartoons so much is because you can tell that people were having fun yeah and um just like as a whole i mean a lot of the cartoons from this era i feel like don't hold up as well for various reasons like either in terms of like political correctness or you know things like that but yeah. i think this one's pretty okay yeah i mean oh, there's I a say. few there's a few little things with like oh like i'm weak i need to be more manly but like you know other it's not, I don't know. And I mean, Dee Dee's like very girly, but at the same time, she kind of like pulls through a lot and like saves the day and is yeah. like smart in her own weird way. Mm-hmm. She's not, I don't know. She's kind of like an idiot genius. I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. But anyways, like she's she not. She doesn't know how smart she is or how clever she yeah, is. Yeah. And she's not, she's not like a helpless. Maybe she does. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. But she's, she's not just like. too good for it. Yeah. She's not like a helpless little. No. I mean, the mom's a little bit kind of like stereotypical like housewife but i mean she's not really she's not really that relevant she's just there to like you know yeah like hold their their kids to things like yeah better bring home the good grades yeah but anyways getting back to this this um this episode so he he puts on this apparatus and he puts in the french record but the thing is since it's only like it's on like a gramophone and it's a record it starts skipping and it starts skipping over the phrase omelette du fromage omelette du fromage omelette du fromage which first of all is incorrect <laughs> anyways but that's fine <laughs> Yeah. We'll let that slide. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so he keeps hearing all night. He keeps saying omelette du fromage. So over and over and over again. He wakes up in the morning and his mom's like, "Hi, Dexter." Like blah blah blah. And he all he can say is omelette du fromage. So all his vocabulary has been replaced with this one phrase. <laughs> and then Dee Dee realizes and she starts laughing. She's like, "That's all you can say." <laughs> so anyways, at first he's really mad. Then he's really nervous. He gets into his French class. And okay, the French teacher made me laugh because I feel like they were very confused with their stereotypes. Yeah, I didn't know what was going on. Well, because... He's like a Canadian lumberjack, but <laughs> yeah, he's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he had like a little... Like one of those little French like guy. French mustaches. And he spoke like as if he were... They were trying to make him be from France. But he was wearing, like, yeah, like region. a Canadian lumberjack. So I don't know if they think we're all the same or like whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> anyways, I just thought that was kind of weird. But he's like, uh, everything that this course uh, has taught you boils down to this one question. Um... And he's like, basically your whole grade is dependent on you getting this one answer right. And then he hands out the test, and what is the question? Drum roll. What is cheese omelette in French? (laughs) And so obviously Dexter's like, omelette du fromage. Anyways, and then like in all, for the rest of the episode, it's basically like a montage of like, um, like, oh my god, I can't. Various instances where he's put on the spot and has to say something, and he just says like, omelette du fromage. But it basically just gets like bigger and bigger and bigger so it starts like in his next class his teacher has this like elaborate math question and then it ends up like what town in france would they meet in if like blah 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 this train is going like at this velocity like blah 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 blah. and then dexter says like omelette du fromage and then he's like that's right in the town of omelette du fromage which i don't think is real (laughs) but anyways um and so then he keeps 
like going and going and going and then he ends up at like the United Nations. Oh wait, no, before that, he's in his playground and like all the girls are like, oh my God, you speak French, that's so dreamy. It's the language of love. And then like the bullies are like, you're talking to our women. <laughs> and then he starts saying like, omelette du fromage, omelette du fromage. And they were like, oh my God, whoa, he must be saying some shit right now because he's like speaking a language we do not understand. Therefore he can have our women. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, whoa, dude, chill. We'll back off, whoa. Yeah. Anyways, and then so yeah, it just kind of like progresses from there. He ends up at like the United Nations and like solves like world, he like finds world peace by like saying omelette du fromage. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and then he he becomes this like international star he's on the cover of time magazine anyways man of the year <laughs> yeah and yeah. then finally he comes back to his house and he's like i'm gonna go hang out in my lab oh this was so sad it just I, took such a turn i know so everything's going so good for him but i forgot to say at the beginning of the episode he has a um like a voice password basically to enter his lab and it's star wars yeah so nice. <laughs> so he comes to his lab and and she's like, password. And he's like, all he can say is omelette du fromage. Yeah. That's all he can say. And oh. so he tries it like a few times. And you know when you kind of try and do your password on your iPhone and then it locks? Yeah. When you get Nothing's it wrong too many times? That, right? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Think again. Tragic. So basically he keeps like trying to use the password as omelette du fromage. It's all he can say. His computer does not recognize him. So his lab goes into shutdown mode. Mm, meltdown mode? Yeah, meltdown mode. So basically, he his lab like locks itself all his com all his like experiments and his computers and stuff like go into meltdown mode they are essentially like self destruct dissolved and then the freaking lab explodes <laughs> <laughs> and there's like a huge hole in his house <laughs> and he's like devastated <laughs> and then Didi is just like running around like that's all you can say that's all you can say <laughs> Didi's a savage <laughs> I know she's oh so my God. she's so great like she's so weird <laughs> <laughs> oh my god because she's so like innocent in a way slash she's so like mean to dexter but then she'll like pull through and save the day so dd yeah. oh is like so complex <laughs> there's a lot more than meets the eye yeah but she's really funny she's like a transformer and like the uh the animator was saying how he thought it was funny like the creator of the show was saying how he thought it was funny to like contrast have like such a high contrast between dexter and dd mm. he actually drew dd first um, mm. he drew her as being like very tall and she, like, she's very like tall and skinny and like got blonde hair and, um, like very like wide eyed and innocent looking. And then, so he thought it would be funny to draw Dexter as sort of like a little stocky, Angry um, little boy, little boy, which he actually, <laughs> I thought this was really funny. He actually based it on his own brother. <laughs> uh, nice. So yeah. So I thought that was fun. Anyway, oh, so this is just like a fun episode. I just love Dexter's lab. It's a fun show. It's a really fun show. I loved it because I, I, I'm like into all the tech shit. Yeah. And seeing his lab, yeah. all that. That was stuff I wanted as a kid. Yeah. I wanted to. And that's it, when I started taking apart VCRs and stuff <laughs> and pulling magnets out of them and yeah. taking shit apart and getting yelled at by the parents. Why'd you do that? <laughs> Put that back together. Yeah. No, it's really oh funny. My God. I um, my own little evil lab yeah. to do experiments. Well, he's not like evil. I don't know. He does a lot of experiments on animals. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. Yeah, that is pretty <laughs> I wrote that down actually I forgot to because he had like all these like 
Oh, like his poor monkey. Anyway, we're going to get to his monkey. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think like, well, actually, no, we can wait till the end to talk about this. But anyways, go. Uh, why don't you why don't you talk us through your episode? All right. So uh, the first again, it's uh, a couple little mini episodes in one big episode. Right. So uh, the first part is beard to be feared. So uh, Dexter's watching this TV show called Action Hank. And uh, he's basically like some black dynamite, like super cop. Dynamite! busts in he's super beefy rugged got a really nice thick beard and uh he just he's tearing it up but dexter's watching the show and he's terrified <laughs> and Dee, Dee comes along and she's like man whenever i watch action hank i get so pumped up she's like i gotta hanker in for action yeah. and then she's like dexter you need to toughen up you need to get more rugged cut to like dexter's horn dog parents who are just cuddling on the chair oh, and God, she's like stroking gross. yeah like th- something about them just screams swingers to me i know <laughs> Anyways, they for sure she's were. Like, he's like, I haven't shaved in two days, it's honey. And so she's like, gross, Your beard, beard is so rugged. Ooh. And she, yeah, anyways. It's gross. It's like gray and scraggly. I'm like, ew. Oh my, oh my God. Anyway, yeah. whatever. So. <laughs> Dexter's like, oh, how do I, how do I get more tough? Cause he's like walking back to his, his lab and the dog is scaring him and stuff like that. And he's like, maybe Dee Dee's right. And so he goes back and he's like, what can I do? And he, he ends up, he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna grow a beard with some beard grow Ray thing that he has. <laughs> and so he cycles through a few options. Oh my God. The second handlebar one? mustache, the <laughs> smash mouth I was goatee. gonna say he like turns into the smash mouth thing. Somebody <laughs> won't tell me. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. And uh, anyways, he settles on this, the ultimate bushy lumberjack beard. It takes up his whole body. <laughs> yeah, it's his whole body. So now he's just like cousin it from the Adams family, all hair. And um, so he's walking down the street and these cops spot him. And he's like, that's our guy. We got to get him. So we don't really know what's going on. They go up to him and like, they're like, action, Hank, we need you. We've been looking for you all over the place. He's like, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, you cannot tell by my hairy appendage, but uh, I am not action Hank or whatever. But they don't believe him. They're like, what? Whatever. You've got Action Hank. Action Hank. <laughs> they they cannot tell that this is like a two foot tall blob of hair. Um, He's like a little white ginger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so they drag him over to this warehouse where there's some smugglers and they're uh, they're smuggling contraband flour. No, this like, is. Uh, okay. Sorry. This, this is what was I was talking episode. about. This is what I was talking about before of how like they're like, oh yeah, flour. We're gonna be baking some bread and rolling in the dough. But it's clearly a euphemism for cocaine. Oh my god. That's yeah. what I was talking about. I figured about. this is what you were talking about, but yeah. I just I didn't know if there was something else so I didn't wanna. So I just thought it was so funny it. because like they don't obviously say it and like as a kid <laughs> it's totally acceptable to see and be like, Yeah, yeah, flour. They're they just really need this flour. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> But it's for sure cocaine. <laughs> Very obviously. And then so Dexter's like, oh no, what do I do? There's four of them. And then he looks in this mirror that's just, for some reason, there's a mirror there. I don't know why there'd be a mirror in this abandoned warehouse. And um, the mirror, his reflection starts talking. He's like, no, man, toughen up. You can do this. You've got the best beard ever. <laughs> so he jumps up on the box and just like roars. He just goes like, and they're like they all turn around and they've all got sick beards like the best Fu Manchu this Rasta dude's got like this awesome like dreadlock beard and the chef's got this pointy beard that he basically uses to stab people yeah and um so all of a sudden Des is like ah shit what do I do action Hank busts in through the ceiling and he's basically yes. there to save the day and then Dex is like what do we do we're still outnumbered we're two beards to one and so 
Action Hank and Dexter stretch their beards out and tie them together <laughs> and <laughs> they basically like Action Hank uses Dexter as this m- kind of like chain flail mace thing mm-hmm. and is swinging him around to swing off the rafters and kill the other guys and then the evil chef is about to stab Action Hank with his beard and Dexter dives in front of him with his beard and <laughs> shatters his sword beard I don't know yeah <laughs> it's great um... and then, and they just defeat them with the power of beard yeah and the whole the whole point of the episode is for them to be more rugged and manly yeah um, did you notice who he passes walking down the street yes, when he yes, starts yes, strutting yes <laughs> George Jetson and Fred Flintstone. Yeah. He just like walks between them Pretty and we just funny. see their backs. Yeah. Their classic costumes. That was like a kind of an homage to like the Hanna-Barbera because um, he was also like obviously influenced by by those as well. He cited them as being like one of his influences as well. And I believe that both Flintstones and the Jetsons played on the cartoon. I cannot confirm. I think they did. But anyways, it was just like a funny little like homage to like the history of animation, which I thought was really funny. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. it's so quick that you would like blink and miss it, but like it's there <laughs> yeah, yeah no I, I went back and i watched it in slow motion i slowed the video down yeah. I was like, oh my god classic and i laughed i laughed at the end when like dexter's like my beard is not real like meh. but action <laughs> hank's like it's not the beard on the outside it's the beard on the inside that counts it doesn't matter if you have the beard on the outside as long as you got the beard on the inside and they just start laughing classic sitcom moment yeah cue the laugh track and the applause yeah and the okay. touching music it was i was funny so i guess we all have a beard on the inside oh my god <laughs> Got and it. then at the end, randomly, like, Action Hank pats him on the back, but he pats him on the back so hard, he flies into the contraband flower <laughs> Co- and is cocaine. turned white. Yeah, <laughs> so he's basically like Corky Romano when he gets in the fight with the dog yeah. and the cocaine goes everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and the dog is, like, super jacked on cocaine. <laughs> Corky's like, hey, you got a question? You got a question? Yes, question, question. You have a question? You don't have a question? You don't? You don't? You don't? You know? Yeah. Oh my, oh my god. god. That's a good movie. But then he gets like mistaken for Santa Claus. Yeah, there's these elves. They're just these elves there. All of a sudden they're like, we've been looking for you everywhere. Come on, we gotta go. And they grab him like, Mrs. Claus is looking for... Where did these guys come from? They're like, we found him. <laughs> <laughs> we found him in this sketchy warehouse. We found Santa. Oh my god. But where? Yeah. that begs the question, where is the real Santa? Where is he? <gasps> Anyway, wow. Questions to be answered. Yeah, they were not answered, unfortunately. Mm. Oh well. <laughs> so that's basically the first uh, the first part of the episode. This was the one that I was most into while yeah. watching this episode. Do you want me uh, to kind of go through the the second one then? Because I wrote some stuff about it. Yeah, I mean, sure. it's not that- like. Anyways, this is, so the the second like recurring segment that we wanted to talk about um, was the the one where like his monkey turns into a superhero, and uh, I think the name of it was like Dial M for Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, his monkey basically like he does all these kind of like tests on his monkey because well actually okay so the episode starts where he's in class and his nemesis Mandark Mandark who, who is I wrote so m- gross. Mandog what's his name No Mandark. Man dark. Yeah. I wonder if that's like some weird Russian like re- reference or something to. Well, okay, I'm gonna get to another one too. I don't know, maybe okay. it is, but Man dark is so annoying. Like he is such a 
I don't know. I feel like he's one of those like air quotes nice guys or what are they called? Like incels? Yeah. Gross. Involuntary celibates. But I feel like he's like that because he's so obsessed with Didi and she just like wants nothing to do with him. But anyways, he's just. Oh, I forgot about that because you don't really see his obsession with Didi in the show in this episode. No, but like he loves Didi and like it's really cringy because she's just like, get the fuck away from me. But anyways. But I did everything correctly. I was such the perfect gentleman to her and I held the door and everything, but she refused my advice. Yeah. Shame on her. Yeah. So he's like that, basically. <laughs> he's so annoying. Yeah. Like, Dexter's not really like that, is he? No. Well, like, I I they're like kind of does... similar in their obsession with science yeah. and, their, and their enthusiasm towards, you know, being the smarter person. But, yeah. like, I don't really... Dexter never really has moments like that where he, you know, makes people feel uncomfortable. He's in his own world and he's just like, everybody, fuck off, I'm doing science. Yeah, I feel like he does not have time for the ladies. He's just, like, yeah. so focused on his But he loves it when they're lit, when they're all over and yeah, when he's yeah, speaking yeah. French. He's like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> No, for sure, but he doesn't like actively seek it out. No, you know what I mean? No, yeah, Anyways, he's whatever. Not like Mandark. Getting back to this episode, Mandark. Um, <laughs> Man I was like, was his name Mandog? <laughs> no, it was not. Okay. But he has like his classic laugh too, and he does it in this episode. He's always like, ha 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 and he has an M shaved into his head also. I don't know if you noticed. It's like a cowlick, but in the shape of an M. Oh my God. Anyways, no, I didn't notice. Whatever. So, I need to rewatch more episodes. Yeah. I really, I want to like start watching it again too. <laughs> um, so they're in class and they're just competing at every which way that they possibly can. And the, the teacher's like, tomorrow is show and tell. So they're like, okay, I'm going to have the best show and tell thing, item, whatever, mm. ever. And so they both go home to their respective laboratories and they start like kind of testing that on their animals. They do all this like weird radiation and stuff. And they're like, no, no matter what my test, like nothing will alter my monkey slash Mandark has a duck. Um, and Dexter has a monkey and no matter what they do like all their experiments fail basically they show like negative for all the tests that they do so they're like okay well I guess nothing is exceptional about my pet except for the fact that it can do like a flip trick when I snap so yeah. like that'll have to do <laughs> they both have the same agreement except with their respective animals yeah it's pretty funny um so anyways at night little do they know that the duck in the moonlight turns into quackor quackor the fowl so i thought that was kind of a russian sounding yeah like kind of like gregor i don't know yeah like a russian yeah old school kind of yeah. story kind of thing mm -hmm. anyway so quackor the fowl turns into this basically Vlad like the impaler that's yeah. what it reminds me of. Kind of. So he turns into this like super villain duck in the moonlight. And he overhears Mandork, Ma <laughs> Mandark talking in his sleep, saying like, must destroy Dexter's lab. <laughs> and so he's like, okay, master, I'm going to go destroy Dexter's lab for you. So he sneaks in and then he hears Dexter talking in his sleep. And he's like, oh, Didi always tries to get into the secret entrance of my lab behind the bookcase. So basically like... <laughs> How convenient. Yeah, in his sleep, tells the duck like how to get into his lab. <laughs> so the duck's like, okay. So he gets into the lab, but then the monkey's like, oh no. So then the monkey turns into his superhero alter ego. And, and the, the, the thing that really like I started laughing about over time was just how like they basically have dialogue back and forth between yeah. the monkey and the duck with no subtitles yeah. where they're just making monkey and duck sounds yeah, and you have no idea like, what they could possibly be saying. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait,
But it goes on for a long yeah, time, like several minutes. I know. I was like, oh my god. Basically, like the bulk of the episode is them just having like an epic battle in Dexter's lab. And so despite the monkey's efforts to like defend the lab, it ends up just getting destroyed anyway. So when the sun mm-hmm. comes up, the duck just is like, all right, mission accomplished. Bye, bitch. And then, like <laughs> well, turns back into like a regular ducky and um goes back to Mandark's. And then I guess the the monkey's kind of like, oh, well, okay. But then Dexter comes in the next morning and he just like does not seem to notice that his lab is completely trashed. Yeah, they totally brush over that. Yeah, I was like, okay, I guess. Maybe he's just like really focused on wanting to beat Mandark at show and tell. (laughs) So anyways, they both bring in their pets and they're like, the teacher's like, who's going to go first? So they're like, me, 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 me. So they fight each other to the front of the classroom and then they get there at the same time and like unveil their pets but they're both just like zonked out from their late night battle mm-hmm. they won't even do their flip trick. no they won't do it so like everyone in class is like what's the point this is stupid <laughs> and they're they start like fighting each other like this is your fault no it's your fault blah blah blah, blah, blah. and then the teacher's like boys that's enough and he snaps his fingers and they basically both did like the flip that their monkey and duck were supposed to do <laughs> and then that's just the end of the episode oh my god <laughs> It's pretty yeah. funny. There were more. I, I, what? Sorry. Well, I was just gonna say I didn't remember that this was a recurring segment. Yeah, well, I was just about to say there were more interesting ones. I feel like I can remember with the monkey, like where he would go to space and stuff, and mm-hmm. but I couldn't remember specifically <clears throat> which episode. So anyway, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, he definitely showed up. There was like a, quite a few like dial M for monkey segments yeah. throughout. So yeah, that's funny. All right, that brings us on to the third part of this episode, which actually I, I ended up having some questions about. Um, <laughs> It's kind of interesting. So it starts off like Dee Dee's eating cookies in the kitchen and she's dropping crumbs she's everywhere. She's being so nasty. Yeah. Oh, she's like, being way too extra with the cookies. Um, anyways, there's crumbs everywhere and you see the shadows of these bugs. They're rolling up on these crumbs and they want to jack the crumbs because that's what bugs do. And so the ants are coming in and she's about to have her like third or fourth cookie. Probably uh, 10th And there's an cookie. ant on it. So she like freaks out and she's she grabs her dad's golf shoes with the spikes oh. on them and she's going to stomp all over these this little colony of ants that are trying to steal her crumbs and Dexter spots the computer warns Dexter what's about to happen so he goes up he teleports to the kitchen because he can teleport (laughs) um It's so casual. He's like, oh my god, I have to fix this. He just like hits a button. Scotty beams him up to the kitchen. Snotty, beam him down. Yes, sir. Immediately, sir. Um He's like, Didi, Didi, do you know what you're doing? And he, he brings her down to his lab and he shows her, look, I've created the biggest ant colony in the world. And he's got this giant, giant, like classic ant colony that you would have in a little glass thing, but it's the size of a building. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's these ants and he's saying how perfect the society is if one ant gets injured, other ants come in and take care of him right away and then they just c- carry on the, the, the work and uh, it never slows down and they care for each other, blah, blah, blah. And so Dee Dee doesn't get it and she's being just kind of dumb on purpose. You know, she's yeah. making dumb noises to make fun of Dexter and she's stuff. She's like chewing with his mouth, her mouth open and being like yeah. gross with her cookie mush. <laughs> really just to drive him nuts. Yeah. And so he's like, ah, Dee Dee, I must show you the what these creatures are like and so he puts them in these ant costumes and they have these little antlers that they can communicate with and um antennas i should say not yeah. antlers <laughs> antlers <laughs> <laughs> um 
No pun intended. Um, <laughs> anyway, so they're in this, so they shrink down and they go into this ant colony and they start like, they're just hanging out around and this warden comes over and he's like, what are you doing? Get back to work. He's like, you scum, get to work. He's yelling at them. Yeah. It turns out this perfect society is just a horrible labor camp run by this horrible dictator queen. Yeah. And she gets all her muscly uh, henchmen ants to just make everybody work in horrible conditions. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. meanwhile, Dee Dee it just kind of runs away and finds these other ants and teaches them to dance for some reason. Yeah. Like, I, and I feel like, I feel like Dee Dee in a way is sort of like, maybe she's like a kind of a, like a manifestation of the whole like ignorance is bliss kind of thing. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Because she's not yeah. outright dumb. No. She just like doesn't want to see like, I don't know, certain things. She, yeah, she doesn't. I guess she doesn't want to. Like, she's like, I'm out of here. Like, bye. Yeah. I'm not working. F that. So then she just like runs away and like man, just teaches choreography to some ants. And like, I don't know. Which which ends up being uh, Dexter's saving grace in the end. Yeah. Because he gets crushed by a rock. Yeah. And so the game. The, war- the ant warden comes over and he's like, Haha, you can't work? Well, I've got a special job for you. Brings him down to the queen or whatever, and the queen's just berating him and telling him he's a piece of crap. And she's like, I'm going to make you fight for your life every day. That's going to be your new job. And so she just puts him in this gla- gladiator-style ring with this giant worker ant. There's, like, no way that he could beat this ant, no, basically. No, it's, like, like he 40 will be- times the size. He will he's die. Massive. <laughs> he's a building compared to Dexter. Yeah. And so, yeah, he's about to, like, crush Dexter, and he grabs like I must reverse the shrink ray but the ant knocks it out of his hand and she's like fucked and Dee Dee comes in and she's like oh no I have to save Dexter yeah. so she just grabs the mic and starts like going through her choreography class with the giant ant and he gets completely distracted he's killing and, it though oh yeah but then anyways Dexter grabs the shrink ray and um, he unshrinks him and Dee Dee they bust out of the ant colony yeah and that's just pretty much it well Dee Dee's like oh you're right like ants are magic they're amazing and then there's like a bunch of little ants on the floor that like fell out of the colony and then it kind of they sort of like reverse rolls now and Dexter starts like stomping on all the ants he's like you little motherfuckers <laughs> but we like completely glance over the fact that there's thousands of oppressed tiny ants in here and they saw the pain they went through and they're just like oh ants are great I know oh my god and Dexter's trying to squish them like yeah. shouldn't you be trying to liberate the poor ants <laughs> my god oh man yeah that's true Jesus I didn't think about that I was like, my God, these poor ants, because they really painted up like a really horrible, oh, yeah. horrible place. Like it's straight up slave labor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like a commentary on on like how people kind of don't really see what's going on in the world. But in the reality, there's these horrible things happening yeah. right behind like what we can see. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know uh, if they were intending it to be that deep, but it definitely, it's true. It kind of goes there for me. Yeah. Well, maybe I'm they like, would. Geez, maybe they were kind of intending dark. that in a way. I don't know. It's hard to and say. that's another like, thing, they, like you said ignorance is bliss and like if yeah. you think about a lot of what goes on in the world a lot of people have that sort of um idea about a it lot of they just say ah oh, well i can't do anything about it it's happening over there or you know they just don't they just refuse to see what's happening it's true though i get what you're saying and um yeah there's a lot of dds out there mm-hmm. but then again there's you know what at the same time there is 
a lot going on in the world yeah. and there's a lot that you can't do. So sometimes that's the, the best thing is to just focus yeah. on your own community, be happy in your own community and, you know, try and work on making sure your neighbors are okay before you focus on the complex problems happening overseas that you really can't solve. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't know. So maybe ignorance is bliss is, is the way to go sometimes. I think that we all need to be a little bit more of a Didi and a Dexter. Mm-hmm. Find a balance between the two. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> Dexter's hyper aware of things. He's always trying to answer questions and, and whatnot. And Didi, uh, Dexter gets so angry. He's painted as such an angry person, yeah. right? He's so aggressive and, oh, I need to solve this equation. Yeah. And Didi's so happy and fun-loving and she just wants to like well, fuck with Dexter, but she's like having a having a really good time you know what i mean also i think they're a little bit of like the head and the heart dichotomy so like dexter is very like led by his brain and his head where Dee kind of just does what she feels Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah i mean do what you feel but think about it yeah really (laughs) be smart is the the go wow Mm -hmm. wow dexter's love i didn't know it was so deep (laughs) yeah i because one of the things i was i was thinking watching the show was that this is a show that adults could really enjoy i was enjoying sitting down I, I i super enjoyed it oh my god i really enjoyed it when i was watching it um yeah yeah, and i definitely i think i'm gonna like go back and watch a lot of the episodes because it was really good same here i liked it so thank you sorry yeah gendy gendy what's his last name try go go for that again (laughs) (laughs) sorry no no no, i have it now tartakovsky there you go okay (laughs) gendy gendy tartakovsky yeah Okay. So thank you. I'm sure we still got that wrong somehow, but. No, no, no. Because I I looked at the phonetics on Wikipedia Uh, because I was like, is that Gendy? Is it Gendy? I don't know. No, it's Gendy. Gendy. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I got too confident. (laughs) Tartakovsky. Okay, Jesus. Let's just not say that anymore. (laughs) Let's end it there before things get too out of hand. Oh, geez. Sorry, Gendy. (laughs) So guys, thank you so much for listening to our episode on Dexter's Lab. Um, if you'd like to let us know about your favorite episodes of Dexter's Lab, you can reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram at tunetime underscore pod. And be sure to check out our episode guide uh, where we'll include any important information or visual elements uh, that'll mm-hmm. really help you kind of appreciate the episode to its fullest. So, yeah, there's a couple of things we talked about today, like uh, the UPA cartoons. Oh, yeah, or, that's, yeah, that's super good. It's really, really... Historical things that you should yeah. Yeah, throw in some Yeah, notes. the UPA is actually really interesting. So uh, mm-hmm. you guys should definitely check it out. And the episode yeah. guide. All right. Anything else? Nope. All right, guys. Bye. Bye. What are we going to do tomorrow night? Same thing we do every night, Nikki. Try to take over the world.